Hello and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast. Today we're going to be talking about The Invisible Man, which is currently in theaters. Uh, I'm back, as you can see. We got Steve, we got Sam, and we got Joe. And we're going to talk about a lot of movies. We got a lot of questions from you guys, and we appreciate it. So we're going to just jump right into that, I think. At least you want to shoot the shit. Thank you. It was an interesting trip, seeing that all the coronavirus stuff's going around. I had to get on four planes in the past few years. That must have been scary where people wearing masks. Yeah, uh, not as much as I, I thought there would be, but there was definitely more, because I went to Philadelphia, so there's definitely more on the East Coast than there was in Cincinnati, but I was watching some people that had them on, and they're, like, so dumb. They would, like, take the mask off and, like, rub their face or eat and stuff, <laughs> yeah. and that's, like, the whole point is, like, don't touch your mouth. Exactly. So. Right. And the, those type of masks don't even, like, those are for people who are, like, sick. They don't help people that, like are trying yeah. to avoid it because like that yeah. shit can just seep right through those masks yeah i i think the best thing on a respirator yeah you need like a freaking cdc suit right but um i think people need to just be clean you know wash your hands and mm-hmm. you like when you're in the men's restroom and you notice a guy like take a piss and leave you're like don't be that guy just right don't uh, be that guy like don't be that girl it surprises me how many women don't wash their hands out of like the public restroom really yes, a lot of guys do i know a lot of girls did it too yeah girls gotta girls gotta like handle more stuff in the the bathroom stall but, well like, i mean you guys actually touch stuff but there's like toilet paper between but still well, I if you're if well, you're in the urinal you can let it hang <laughs> 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 I like the movie theater and stuff. People will, like, piss and run back and eat popcorn. It's, like, gross, man. Yeah. Yeah. Planes are, like, filthy to begin with. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's just people panicking, though. Just don't be, you know. I mean, unless you're, like, elderly or, like, have a weak immune system, I don't think it's anything to to panic about Okay, don't take advice from Joe. He doesn't (laughs) know. Don't take what we say to heart because we don't want to get sued if you get sick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wash your hands filthy animals yeah well we're going to a con next weekend so I'm... well i don't want to go now <laughs> so we'll see how that goes but i told sam i was like we probably at least want to buy some hand sanitizer just to be safe well no and what happens every year is that when we do go to monster mania one of us ends up getting sick because all of the nasty people there right y'all I'm nasty i hate surprised. people i'm surprised they didn't cancel man yeah, they haven't said or anything yet. A couple of the guests have postponed, though. I know um, they might not go, Joe. It's not going to be worth <laughs> but it. But I don't know. The, you know, they're saying they're postponing for certain reasons, but I bet they're postponing because they're nervous about coronavirus. Well, dude, so. they got to shake everyone's freaking hand. Right. Exactly. I'm That's... sure there'll be, like, no handshaking going on at all at this con. So I, I don't like handshaking to begin with. Like, I, I'd rather do, like, a fist bump. Right. It's just, like, gross. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Billy Zane did when I met him. And uh, yeah. who else? Uh, Jerry from it? fucking Fright Night. And uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah. He's a big germaphobe. Hmm. Did you guys want me to give my top fives from last week? Since oh, I oh yeah. It? Yeah, yep. do that, I guess, before we get Please into questions. Do. Please do. Okay. Well, uh, what do you want me to lead off with? We got Final Girls, Horror Villains, or Directors? Two directors first. <clears throat> All right, coming in at number five is Coralie Faget, uh, who directed Revenge, which you guys talked about, which I loved. 
Um, you know, I actually had a problem with horror female horror directors because, like, looking at them, there's not a lot that do multiples. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys found any because I haven't listened to the episode yet, but I was like, darn. One of the girls, well, I'll just get to it. Number four is Karen Kusama, who did Jennifer's Body and The Invitation, both really good films. Number three, Amy Holden Jones, who did The Slumber Party Massacre, which I cannot recommend enough. Number two, Catherine Bigelow, or Bigelow, however you pronounce it. She did Near Dark, which is my favorite uh, vampire movie. And number one, Mary Heron, who did American Psycho, which is just awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of it. All of our lists were very similar. I would say yours, though, Todd, had two new directors on it. it um, Catherine, Catherine Bigelow and oh, um, Slumber Party Mask. Either of us, all three of us, none of us had those two on there. Yeah, Amy for for the Slumber Party Massacre, like, if you watched the movie, you, you would have thought a man would do it because it's like, shows, like, really gratuitous nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's just, like, she knows what goes on in locker rooms. I don't know. But in my mind, she does. Yeah. But uh, Near Dark, I, I love that movie. All right, horror villains. I'm feeling like we're going to have quite a bit of the same ones here. Number five is Tiffany from Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky and all the other Chucky films. Uh, Lola from The Loved Ones. Aww. I got to represent. And I got Marie from High Tension, The Psychopath. Yes, Todd. I was thinking about having that one on there. Annie Wilkes, anybody? Misery? Yes. Cool. I think she was my number one. Nice. And then my number one's Pamela Voorhees from Friday 13th. Uh, yeah. Actually, Pamela was my number one and yeah. Annie was my number two. That's right. Yep. Ooh, twinsies. Did anyone have Marie from High Tension or Tiffany from Brad Chucky? Tiffany. Tiffany for sure. Yeah, I think we all had Tiffany, Tiffany, I think. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, none of us had Marie or Lola, though. Yeah, they're very cool. All right, so final girls. I made does a rule. Count, does Marie count, though, since it really wasn't a girl? She was, oh, wait. No, it no. was in her mind, remember? Sorry, I messed up. I, it, right, uh, I got confused because it's the guy you see, right? And then you yeah. find out it was her the whole time. That's right. Yeah. Okay, good all choice. Right, so for, Thank you. For my final girls, I made a rule that it could not include Laurie Strode <laughs> because she's probably number one on a lot of people's lists, so I left her I out. Indeed she's, she was. I think two, two out of our three lists, she was number one, yeah. I think. So let me guess, Sam and Joe had her for number one? Yeah. yeah. What, was your, what was your number one, Steve? <laughs> Barbara from Night of Living Dead remake. Oh, that's a good one I forgot about. Oh. All right, number five. Young Jamie Lloyd from Halloween 4 and 5. Yeah. Uh, number four, Shauna from The Descent, the final girl in that. Number three, Sydney Prescott from the Scream franchise. Number two, Sally from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre original. And number one, my girl, Ellen Ripley from the Alien franchise. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think yeah. Ripley made all the lists, too. Nice. Be here, so. okay. no. Did anyone have Jamie Lloyd? No. Uh, no. No. No, no, uh, no Descent people, Shauna? No. No. What about Texas Chainsaw? Nope. Man, you gotta go with Shauna, dude. She's a freaking beast in, in the Descent, man. She is. She's really good. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. And uh, as far as the movies, Mandy Lane, I ended up hating um, with a passion. I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't see what the guys really saw in her. I mean, she's cute and everything, but not enough to, like, just pine over her. It was really awkward how they're, everyone was everyone was just staring at her. It was really weird. And then the killer was like televised. I don't know if it was intentionally, but from like right from the beginning. And then the twist with Mandy Lane being um, 
<clears throat> part of it that was I thought too obvious as well. Um, and I didn't understand why they were both angry to begin with, to, angry enough to kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't like that one. And then, but revenge, I just love. There is some goofy shit at the the ending where they're chasing each other in the hallway. Um, yeah. And, and then you know her falling from that height and impaling herself. She she would have died in real life, but I mean it's a horror movie. Yeah, we talked the, about that. And the whole phoenix rising thing with the tattoo, or I mean the no. branding. Hey, I don't. It's a solid eight, eight, eight point two five or whatever I said for it. I love it. So good, right? Really good. Yeah. And she's we hot. Were, we were all with you on Mandy Lane too. We were all pretty meh on it. I don't think anyone gave it above a five. I did I? I don't know if I did. Yeah, I, I, I liked you... the beginning of it. I didn't. I. I you didn't just... like how it was shot, Todd? Like at the very beginning. Like how it had that filter over it? No, like my notes were like bad acting, bad writing, and like weirdly shot. Like it, it was just their their interactions with like their friends just didn't like flow with me. Like one minute like the jocks being super mean to that kid and then he's super nice to him. It's just like I don't know, it just didn't work. Kids for you, they're all jerks. <laughs> yeah, they are assholes. Yeah. So I we was... didn't get to talk about Amber Heard though, because you weren't on here. <laughs> oh, she's that's a psycho right there. <laughs> that's just well, like a problem right now with like, you know, whatever they call it, culture where you just execute people right away. Yeah. It's like no one gives anyone the benefit of that, especially for like a man. If he's like even hinted at, he's automatically like, oh, you're a piece of shit. And usually it is, you know. Usually they're right, but in this yeah. case, like, in this case, man, she's just nuts man mm-hmm. and you know you she's still that getting... recording that they released yeah where she's making fun of him and he's like she's admitting to beating his ass and all that yeah. didn't she take a shit in his bed did she <laughs> I i'm feel pretty like that, sure she did well, i heard that rumor but i never checked i thought yeah. i thought the horse in the head and the godfather was bad but and, like, no repercussions for her. She's still, like, getting big-ass Marvel movies and everything. Or DC movies. Yeah. So. Well, I will scary. say there was a lot of listeners that commented that they loved Mandy Lane, which kind of mm. surprised me. So I guess there is a following out there for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd go Jennifer Body every time over that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would. Definitely. Yeah. Alright, you guys want to jump in those questions? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, if you'd like to ask us some questions, you can do so on social media. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's at the Horror Squad Podcast. Or you can send us an email, the Horror Squad Podcast at gmail.com. Got quite a few questions this week, so that's awesome. Uh, a few of them are Invisible Man related, so I'm going to ask them a little bit later in the show. But a few of them are not, so I'll go through those now. First one comes from Brandy. Uh, she says, if your other three co-hosts left the show, who would you replace them with and why? Ooh. Could be any movie star or other podcast vlogger. Also, what would be their reasoning for leaving? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, are you telling us something, Brandy? <laughs> Which one of us needs to leave? Wait, so are all are all three of our co-hosts yeah. leaving, or just like one co? All, all three? All, it says all three. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, 
I would say Sam would leave because how like her Halloween happy stuff got too big and she like didn't have time for us anymore. <laughs> so she would kick us off to the side. Um, Steve, I would say, hmm, I don't know. That's tough. Steve. Well, okay. I'll go with Todd next. Todd becomes a, uh, famous filmmaker from his, you know, he decide after his shorts, he become he does a feature film and it gets huge. And All right, Todd. He goes off and become, does something with Hollywood. And, uh, Steve. You obviously haven't watched my short films yet. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and, uh, Steve, I'm going to say, um, gets a job at, uh, Halloween Horror Nights and becomes Ooh, yeah that's the, what I was thinking he becomes he becomes the next big thing at Halloween Horror Nights in Disney World plan being an event planner. Now is who now, who Hall- did I get Halloween Horror Nights and Disney World? Well, I've done yeah you get sold <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm doing both <laughs> double dipping <laughs> yep uh, and as far as who would replace you guys um Jesus I can pick anyone yeah Jeez. it says anyone wow. Okay, I would get, obviously I'd get, like, someone, as far as, like, a famous person, I would get, like, a, uh, you know, I'm gonna go, let me say, Ari Aster. I've listened to a podcast (laughs) with him, have you? I have, I listened to one with him and Eggers. I didn't like like that one, I listened to that one. Yeah, it was okay, um, you know what, how about Elijah Wood? Because I've heard him, he has a podcast too, and he's pretty good. And he loves horror, so I think he would be a, a good companion. Um, and yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'm going to mirror what Joe said with Sam. However, I would switch it to some of her side projects that are that she's working on. Uh, might take off and she'll be like, goodbye commoners to us. Shut up. Um, Joe would become like a figurehead for like the, like the horror movie scene, you know, like um, cons and things like that. Where you just like organize the shit, mm-hmm. and I, I wish I would have thought about that one for Steve. That's a really good one. Um, Steve and his crazy Canadian friends that he mentions take over the horror podcasting world with a successful Canadian podcast for horror. Oh, uh, replacing I would do Robocop, um, the Scream Killer from Scream One. <laughs> I'll do Matthew Lillard, but he has to be in character. And let's go with the Crypt Keeper. Nice. <laughs> Love it. This is hard. Um, I mean, I feel like everyone would leave for the same general reasons that you guys are stating. Um, I would want to do a podcast with Shia LaBeouf. Oh. oh. Yeah, he's really smart and intelligent. Okay. Have you seen him eat the hot wings? Oh, yes, I have. Talk that's about actually, donors. That was a really good interview, actually. With him. It yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. A lot of his interviews are so interesting to listen to. And Rob Zombie, too. I love, like, listening to just yeah, old Rob, interviews of that's, him. Yeah, that's a great one. Rob is really mm-hmm. good. I listened to uh, him on Joe Rogan recently, yeah. and it was a really good interview. And then yeah, I would also pick uh, Heather McDonald. She does like celebrity gossip and like trash TV. And <laughs> I think I'd be really good at that. <laughs> be- before Steve goes, I would like all of us to say why we would leave the show. If, mm. if it happens after Steve goes. So think about it. 
All right. Uh, as far as reasons, it's pretty much the same. I mean, Sam, you know, becomes too famous for us and just ditches us. Um, I actually wrote down that I should have thought of the filmmaker angle for Todd. But I thought he's like going to go save the world somewhere. Aww. That's why I wrote that. <laughs> Fighting coronavirus. Machine <laughs> <Yeah>. gun. <laughs> but I had a hard tie with Joe. Because I, I feel Joe would never leave the podcast <laughs> uh, unless he died. So I, I said choked on an ice cube. <laughs> Is that possible? So cool. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, with the amount of ice he puts in his drinks, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, See, as far as... Funny. I was getting ice in the ice makers, like, overflowing. And I literally was going to say, Joe, you haven't been getting enough ice. There's too much ice now. <laughs> Um, as far as who we replace, I mean, in real life, there's a ton of people I think that would be good. But uh, if I'd like my kind of dream picks, like, well, not dream picks, but more like people I would ask. Uh, there's actually surprisingly one of my favorite people to follow these days online is Damien Maffei. Uh, he's yeah. really becoming like a voice in the horror community. Um, and it's crazy. He's very good with fan interaction. He has he, he's obviously a huge fan of horror. And he's a really interesting dude, so he'd be one of them. Another one would be John Squires. He's the one who runs uh, yeah. Bloody Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just love his insight on horror and everything. And I'd need a woman in there, so I'd have Samara Weaving, just because I think she's fucking awesome. Ooh. I hear she's really good at Guns Akimbo. Yeah, but people are apparently boycotting, boycotting that movie. Really? Yeah, Wait, something which... with the director. Uh, guns akimbo it's that new one with daniel radcliffe where he's got like guns for hands oh it's pretty cool so why would you guys think you would leave what's your what's your thing what's your reason i know what mine is if you want me to go first go for it because you hate us todd <laughs> shut up no i i would think work gets crazy sometimes obviously or honestly and um when i have to travel a lot i feel like i'm letting like the show down and shit so that's why I'm usually gone, because I'm traveling for work, and it's a pain in the ass. But if it got too much, and I was traveling too much, and I was missing multiple shows, I'd probably just step back. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm kind of, I don't really, I, I, I don't know. I'm with Steve. I, I, I'd probably, I, even if all of you guys left, I think I would keep the show going. <laughs> <laughs> even if I'm by myself, just talking to myself. <laughs> 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 you have like dolls of us yeah um and i don't think i would leave i would only leave because i've said this before i don't really feel like i have much to add to shut the up. podcast you shut up. You shut up. well and i just i feel i don't know i just feel like i would leave like if it were best for the podcast like if the guys were like hey sam we're not really digging this anymore. I'd be like, oh, okay, it's fine. Whatever the greater good for the pod is. And I would leave if the three other people left because it's not the horror squad without, you know, this group, I think. So. Aww, and also, we all love each other. And also, if my work sent me to like the fucking Arctic or something, because I was just actually, uh, it's, well, they, they, they wouldn't send me there. But they would offer me a lot of money to go there. I'm sure. That sounds Aww. awesome, actually. Yeah, actually, that. Yeah, I'm thinking of that because there was a posting uh, for exactly that to uh, look over something like four thousand acres uh, of of land in Nunavut, which is like really like the Arctic. 
and uh it's a lot of money it's like a five-year contract and you're like your in a cabin be like the thing uh yeah i guess your wife my wife could well she wouldn't but i'm <laughs> uh, sure she could i guess yeah do it wow. get wi-fi probably but no i just <laughs> talk just walkie-talkie, like, we'll tell you what to say, we'll write a script, and then we'll just <laughs> right. put it in. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's quite the life. I know someone who went there, and he says it's crazy. Just, it's fun, but it's really a tough gig, because you don't really interact with anyone, and, and you get cabin fever, and it's the, the so daytime doesn't work. It's like daytime all the time, or nighttime all the time, because it's I so far north. <laughs> it's just, uh, he says it's very difficult. I would, I'm down, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely not getting sick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Where's that? Yeah. That's a, actually a freaking cool movie idea. Like he's up there, he doesn't have any communication. He has to make his way down, and like the shit is like destroyed or whatever. That'd be cool. Let's write it. Well, Thirty Days a Night was kind of like that, right? Yeah, well, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so let's move on here. Uh, so speaking of Damien Maffei, he actually sent us a question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he asks, which do you think is going to be the best horror film of 2020 between Wrong Turn, The Foundation, or A Nun's Curse? Full <laughs> <Aww>. starring David. <laughs> I'm really excited for Wrong Turn. I'm excited yeah. for Wrong Turn, And I, I told him we're definitely going to have him on for when, when that comes out. I don't know too much about The Nun's Curse one, I don't honestly. either. I was going to ask if you guys knew yeah. anything about it. I don't. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. But... Wrong turn, I'm really good. excited for Wrong Turn. I remember mm-hmm. seeing the original in theater, and it just like creeps the hell out of me. They're all I, I stand by all of them. They're all pretty good. How many are there? Six. Jeez, I'm gonna have to look them up. See which ones I've last saw. What's it called? Curse of the Nun. The Nun's Curse, I think. Uh, oh, it's got it, it, yeah, it, in it. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going with. Wrong turn, then. Yeah, I think wrong turn, definitely. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go Nun's Curse, though, because you know how you guys feel about uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll watch anything that has a demon nun in it. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all right. So, uh, so thank you, Damien, for that. We appreciate it, and we'll look Are forward to both of them. coming out this year? I think so. And he's yeah. filming on location this year, too, oh, cool. which is going to be like a movie. I had mentioned it, but it's going to be a horror movie where... <clears throat> Like, horror fans go and oh. take, like, tours of, like, horror locations, and there's, like, a real killer. So that'll be really fun, too. I don't know if that's coming out this year, but they're definitely filming this year. All right, Damien, you get that work, boy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, another question we got here from Julian. He says, guys, what will be the best horror movie for 2020? Any predictions? So as opposed to our favorites, which one do you think is actually going to be number one this year? Like, as far as, like, box office, or just, like, what the majority will say? Uh, I'd say what you think your number one film will be by the end of the year. Oh, man, that's so hard. I think Halloween. Halloween Kills? Yeah, because I hear nothing but good stuff from the screenings. That or Antlers? Antlers looks fucking cool. Antlers looks really cool. Um, I don't, I, well, I don't want to say anything, because, uh... Me and Sam saw a movie the other day, and right now it's currently my number one. Um, it's my number one, too. Why can't we say it? I guess we can. Oh. <laughs> well, well, we're going to be reviewing it eventually. But, yeah, but still, yeah. I was going to talk about it on what watched oh, yeah, yeah. briefly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we went and saw The Lodge, and it was amazing. 
and yeah um, I would say that would probably be my number one or Halloween maybe possibly Candyman I don't know maybe A Quiet Place too. I keep forgetting about I, I really place, loved A Quiet too. Place so well, Quiet Place was my number one um a couple years ago so it could be my number one but you know there's a lot of good stuff Antebellum too I have yeah. really high hopes for that and Saint Maud because that's an A24 release and I always seem to be loving the A24 stuff so yeah, I'm yeah, excited. A lot so of good different. stuff. <laughs> you're so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, go, going off record alone, uh, the two previous films are in my top five of the last decade. So I'd say Conjuring 3. I mean, I keep forgetting about Conjuring, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, so I think uh, going off record alone, it'd probably be that. Or like Todd said, just from what I heard, Halloween Kills uh, seems awesome. So that could be uh, definitely a choice for me as well. Uh, so thank you, Julian, for the question. We move over to Mandy. She says, hey, squad, which universal monster film would you like to see made next? Mm. Or remade, I guess. <laughs> Great question. Um, well, there's been a lot of Dracula lately, so I'm going to skip out on Dracula. We haven't had, um, and actually we had a Frankenstein movie last year, which a lot of people probably didn't see, but it was called Depraved, and it was really good. And I highly recommend people checking out Depraved. Um, so let's go with, uh, let's go with the Wolfman. I'll say the Wolfman. Let's go with like a Dr. Jekyll or something. Was there just the Wolfman a few years ago? 20, 2010, not. I think. Yeah, yeah the, it was like 2010 Del, or The uh, one with Benicio Del Toro, right? Yeah, so that was like 10 years ago. That was pretty cool. That's still new. Decent. Yeah. Sam, which one would you like to see? Which one you think? Even Creature? though Joe said it's already pretty much made. Creature from the Creature Black Moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I said uh, Shape of Water was basically. Yeah, it is. That, yeah. Buddy, yeah. Still haven't seen that movie. You have it? I want you guys good. make talk about it. Steve, have you seen it? I did. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, it was very good. One best pictures, Todd. I mean, yeah. get on. It was romantic, Todd. It was. It was yeah. good. It's got that Del Toro, you know, that, you know, if you're into Del Toro movies, it definitely has that fantasy stuff going on. It's pretty good. Okay. And for, <laughs> for me, it would be uh, Bride of uh, Frankenstein, I think. Yeah, nice. That's we're, we're, good. We're, Did they cancel that officially? I think so. Or at least, at least postponed it. Rumor has it Frankenstein's next. That's what I read. I, I heard Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is next with... Uh, they, they even said who was going to star in it. I don't remember. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I just pictured, um, I had a flash of seeing what's his face as Frankenstein. Um, Robert Pattinson. As Frankenstein? <laughs> yeah, he kind of has that You know look. who just flashed in my head for Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High was Army Hammer. I think he would be a good one. Who would be a good bride? A good bride? Ooh. Scarlet. It's, it's uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Joaquin's gonna be Dark to Dragon Moose Hide. That would be good. That, that's that's what apparently Universal's eyeing uh, for it. I guess. Too predictable. Yeah. Too predictable. Yeah, I guess so. After the Joker. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. But hey, the guy can act. Freaking Johnny Depp might be the next Joker. Really? Yeah, he's rumored for the yeah whatever Batman. universe is coming on right now with Batman. Interesting. I could see it. Yeah. 
Man. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the next question. Still from Mandy. She says, if you could be invisible, who would be the first person you'd spy on? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just to fuck with her, dude. It's so easy to scare her. It's unbelievable. So if I was invisible, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And coworkers who see who's talking shit. <laughs> That'd be fun, man. Go to the Super Bowl. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> All the fun stuff you could do. Yeah. For real. I'd go rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> they just see all the money floating around. <laughs> yeah, but then like the the ink purse fires on you and you're screwed. Oh uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would suck. <laughs> I'd just say I'd spy on Sam, I guess. Yeah, I was like, I'd probably <laughs> prank Joe a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just like move shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like move his collection. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would haunt people like crazy, man. Just be like saying shit to them. <laughs> yeah, and I wrote. Uh, so I live 15 minutes away from the Canadian Prime Minister's house, so I'd probably go like oh. check out what he's doing. Oh, that's my, cool. my boy Trudeau. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and you uh, can sell all of the, the juicy details to like tabloids. Oh, I think they got plenty to, to, to chew on already. <laughs> that guy, that guy, seems to me like he would have like a hooker party. Uh, his young self probably would, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about it anymore. He's got like a family and stuff, but there was a time that yeah, he was definitely a partier. They're all dirty, man. Oh, every sure. every country, whatever, yeah. they're all fucked up. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So the next one, she says, if there was a zombie apocalypse and you joined a survivor community. What do you think your job would be? I'd honestly probably turn into the governor. <laughs> It'd be super corrupt. Wow. <laughs> Maybe Negan. Negan's not wrong if you think about it, but that's another topic. No, he's not. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? What would your role if, be? Uh, zombie, do... Oh, what would my role group? be? Hmm. Male prostitute? Mm, maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I'm an electrician, so maybe like I could help like trying to get power restored or something. I would be like the like some kind of nurse. I used to be a vet tech, so I'm pretty like There you go. Medically treat the wounds and yeah. stuff. There you go. Nice. <laughs> and I'd probably like pretty much do the same thing i'd like uh per uh, like work the perimeter and try to protect the border and stuff just to... oh gosh let's just start our own little colony yeah, i think <laughs> i think steve would be really good at organizing and like running the day in and day out operation yeah he's really good about thinking things through and like being so detailed yeah, I, I could see that yeah fun questions todd would be the rick i guess <laughs> I would, yeah, I would love to, like, I mean, I guess every guy or girl has a fantasy of, like, living a zombie apocalypse and, like, going on missions and stuff. Yeah. Way fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the freedom that it would, like, offer. But I'd be too scared. (laughs) Get that sword ready. Yeah. Um, All right. Moving on to another question here. This one comes from Jedi Mind 1207. 
He asked, I would like to know if Steve's Farmyard Date was a direct-to-DVD sequel, prequel of oh, Midsommar. Also, God. did you drink the red-infused lemonade? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was more like Deliverance than it was like Midsommar. Uh, it was just like one family. Or maybe like Texas Chainsaw, I guess. <laughs> Except she was Jigsaw. so uh, Not Jigsaw, I mean um, Leatherface. Uh, as far as the red infused lemonade, no, uh, they gave me, so I never said they were dairy farmers. I never tasted unpasteurized milk before. Um, and it was fucking gross. <laughs> like just really, I thought, I thought it was really good. I heard it's it better good. for I've you. I've never had it. I've never had it. I heard it was good. Right. Like maybe it's better for you, but taste wise, it was mm. just like, no. Was it good. warm from like a cow teat? Yeah, no, no. Uh, they, it was in the fridge, but uh, yeah, it's just what an odd experience that whole thing was. Thanks for reminding me, uh, Mondo. Uh, and he also asked, with regards to Universal Monsters, which do you prefer the most? And uh, he also asked about the uh, the same thing that we got asked before there, which one you see coming up next. So, who's your favorite Universal Monster? Mm, probably. Uh... All right, creature from the Black Lagoon. I like Frankenstein's monster, man. Mm-hmm. Sam, favorite Universal monster? Creature. Yeah, and for me, I, I it's probably Dracula. Like mm. I've seen so many Dracula movies. I know there's it's been done to death, but if it really comes down to it, he's probably my favorite one. So that's what I'm gonna go with Dracula. Uh, and all the rest of the questions are Invisible Man related, so I'll ask him at the end of the show. Cool. Yeah, thank you, everyone. A lot of questions this week. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. What's up next? What watched? Certainly. What mm-hmm. have you been watching, Joe? Why don't you lead it up? Sure, I can lead it off. Uh, the first one I watched was Veronica. And we actually did a trailer you review. You just now watched Veronica? No, Veronica. Oh. <laughs> Veronica? Veronica is that one I was on. I never watched it. That one on Netflix that people yeah. were saying is like the scariest, the scariest movie ever. scariest of all time. Yeah. Um, Veronica, we actually did a trailer review for a couple of weeks ago. This is Glenn Danzig's. Um, foray into um, movie making. Of course, he is most famously known for being a member of the Misfits. And um, this is the top contender right now for worst horror movie of the year. No <laughs> doubt was, about it. Um, I'm curious. It was really, really fucking terrible. Um, it was borderline unwatchable. Um, it's an anthology movie. Um, three different stories. Um, the first story, very interestingly, features a woman whose breasts have eyeballs. What in the world? <laughs> and they actually cry. They have tears. <laughs> Please stop it. I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> um, but man, yeah, it's really bad. Um, even like the, the effects are like, you can tell we're done with like a green screen and you can see like, like, you know, like cheap green screen where it's like really like, like the yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, really bad. Um, yeah, absolutely not worth anyone's time. Even if you're a fan of the Misfits or their music, don't subject yourself to this movie because I, I, it was a chore to get through. Like, it, yeah, really, really bad. Not one story was good. Um, none of them really even made sense, quite honestly. Um, yeah, just really bad. Lame. 
Super lame. All right, I watched one called Amsterdam. I had mentioned it that I had started it a couple weeks ago, but I finished it now. Uh, 1988, it's a Dutch film directed by a guy named Dick Moss. I don't know if that's a joke name or what, but Dick Moss is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, basically what it is, it's, it's set in Amsterdam, and this killer goes around in scuba diver gear through a bunch of canals. I guess Amsterdam is like just canal city, basically. And he'll like scuba dive around, come up, kill somebody, sneak off, um, stage their bodies in creepy ways, stuff like that. And it has a detective that's trying to catch him. And it's actually like really fun, really good. A lot of good gore. Um, but the kills, a lot of them are off screen, which is kind of kind of bugs you. But the um, aftermath is, is, it makes up for it. So, oh, and like an amazing uh, boat chase scene where like they were going nuts, like through the canals and they were going up on land and the stunts. Like I, don't know how they pulled them off. A lot of stunts are really well done, and so the, the like boat scene alone is worth watching. It's like five minutes of them just chasing each other. Mm. And um, Amsterdam's on Shutter for all your Shutter people, and that's definitely a good one to watch. Uh, well, the the off the off screen kill got me thinking of something because Sam and I went to um, on Valentine's Day. We went and saw My Bloody Valentine, the original, um, on uh, in theaters. And it was the theatrical version, um, which I had actually never seen before. I have only seen the uncut version. And in the theatrical version, there was just, like, a lot of off-screen kills. And it was, like, it actually, like, brought the movie down to me, which was surprising. Sam or or Steve? Sam, go ahead. Ha. (laughs) She got another do I have it? Well, we went to go see The Lodge, which hopefully we can review it. Um, it was yeah, if, it, if it's top ten material, I, I would wait so I can we can watch them. Well, I'm just gonna say I fucking loved it, Todd. I loved it more than Joe. I appreciate it more than Joe. Joe's gonna take all my thoughts on it when it's time for our review. So just know that I thought those first. Well, we'll let you go first when it's time then. Sounds like a plan, Stan. <laughs> Um, right. uh, watch- oh, sorry, I'll go next time. Never mind. No, go ahead. Okay, because it's the only thing, really. And it's real life horror. Right. Joe, what's that documentary that we started watching? Oh, the murder uh, of, the uh, Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Yeah. Have you guys heard about that? I have. haven't watched it yet, though. Yeah. Right. We're only, like, on the second or third episode, but... It's pretty sad. It's about this little kid who was killed by his mom and his mom's boyfriend. Um, there was several times that it was reported to Child Protective Services and no one really did anything to help him or save him. And it just uh, talks about his death and all of that sad yeah. stuff. It's brutal. Yeah. If you have kids, it's I could, I'll, can't even I'll skip it now. I was gonna say I was like I don't even think Todd could handle this because yeah. they, they actually show like the like the autopsy photos and like how badly he was you know abused. Yeah. So if you see something, say something. Hmm. All right. Uh, all right, mine uh, was actually a screener that was sent to us. Oh yeah, I'm mo- excited to hear this. <laughs> uh, it's a movie being released, I believe, uh, the day this podcast goes up. So uh, it's called Facing East. It's a documentary about the gross mismanagement of a cemetery in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Basically, this cemetery in Louisville 
uh, was being run by people who really just were about the money and not at all about the care of the dead people who were there. So they would stack bodies on top of each other. When they dug up, sometimes they'd dig up people and they'd just like throw away the bones. Um, the, they were supposed to hold something like 38,000 bodies in the cemetery, but they think there's upwards of like 140,000 people in that cemetery. And it just kind of talks about what happened and the kind of the details of like what they were doing and how they were cutting corners. And there's like a section where they would put just babies and they'd only dig them up like a foot in the ground. So they'd constantly like come back up because of the like moisture and everything. It's just like a horrific uh, story. And this documentary is trying to show what happened and what people are doing now to kind of fix the situation. Uh, it's really sad at times because like people like this woman didn't know where her mom's body was anymore because the markers were all gone or some people, the, the body got moved and now they have no idea where it is. And it's just like, it's sad. You're like these people didn't think about the effect on people's lives. A uh, really good documentary. It's a little long uh, at times. It's a, there's some, sometimes there's like too much detail. I think sometimes they need to like kind of hold back a little bit. Like they're talking about like tax cuts and all that stuff. And I think, they didn't really need to do that. But overall, I think it was a good documentary. And if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely be checking that one out for sure. That sounds interesting. Um, all right, my next one I got is a first-time watch, which I think might surprise a lot of people, and that is Blade, starring Wesley Snipes. I uh, actually have never seen this one before. Um, decided to uh, finally give it a watch because uh, Stephen Dorff is going to be at the con we're going to soon, who plays uh, Deacon Frost in uh, this one. Uh, but yeah, overall, I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, basically, it's about Wesley Snipes, who is like a half uh, man, half vampire, who basically is trying to take down all of the evil vampires. Um, I think it's based walker, off a of Daywalker. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's based off of a comic book, I believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a ton of action in it. Um, some of the uh, effects are definitely dated. Um, but honestly, I didn't mind it too much because, I mean, the movie came out in like 98. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I've never seen part two, but I've seen part three and part three is terrible. Really? Two, two might be the best one. Really? It's got Norma Reedus, right? Yeah, and it's the most horror one of the three. Nice. Well, I'd recommend it for sure. I'll, I'll check it out, because I did enjoy the first one. So. All right. Another one from 1988 for me is Edge of the Axe. Arrow just put out a special edition Blu-ray for the collectors out there, and it's available on Prime for $0.99, cents, so not too expensive. Um, it is goofy, though. Uh, it's about... Basically, just an axe-wielding murderer that's going around a mountain town killing people. And it has this younger dude that's, like, obsessed with computers. I feel like it was the director, the writer, had no sense of what technology might have been, like, a couple years from then. So, like, they would type things into, like, kind of like a Google search engine, and the computer would talk to you, but in, like, a weird Cylon from Battlestar Galactica voice. It was just really goofy. Um, and then he meets this chick, and they, like, like each other, and then there's a twist and shit like that. But, um, I mean, it, it's a must if you like 80 slashers movies, because it's got a lot of good qualities to it. But, like, not up there in the classics, for sure. Okay. Sam, do you want to talk Did about you? Fantasy 
Scotland. We went and saw it. No, because you already pooped on it. I did not. I didn't even talk about it on the show. On yeah, the show. you did. I didn't. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my next one. So I thought we were going to review The Boy 2 on the show. Uh, but it turned out it was so bad that we didn't decide not to. But I decided to check out uh, the director, uh, William Brent Bell's other film, The Devil Inside. Uh, even Ooh. though it's got a super low rating. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, actually, don't be sorry. I actually kind of liked it. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a kind of fake documentary style uh, story about a woman who goes to Italy to see her mom who was possessed by the devil and to try to learn about exorcism so she could exorcise her mom. Uh, I actually quite liked it. Like for a four, like a four out of 10 rating on IMDb, I thought it had some really tense moments. Uh, I thought the exorcism scenes were done really well. There's some genuinely creepy scenes as well. The way the girls that were possessed moved was creepy. There's a scene that like takes place in a basement and the lights go out. You don't know where the girl is. It's just, I thought it was actually a really well done movie. Now it wasn't like the best exorcism movie I've ever seen, but overall I, I, I enjoyed this one. Uh, the ending could have been better, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd recommend it. If you're a film of exorcism, uh, a fan of exorcism and stuff, I thought it was a decent film. All right. I yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it in forever. Uh, maybe one I'll I'll revisit. Uh, but all right. Next one I got is called uh, Snatchers, which uh, was released, I believe, last year. It might have been. It might have gotten a 2020 release um, on Blu-ray. But um, Snatchers is about. Um, this uh, young teenage girl who um, has sex with her boyfriend wakes up the next day and she is like nine months pregnant, ready to burst, um, and she ends up giving baby to uh, giving birth to a alien. And basically, these aliens um, kind of regenerate and wreak havoc on uh, the town. Uh, super low budget movie. Um, but really fun and um, definitely has uh, good comedy in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a really fun little horror comedy. Uh, you know, it's not perfect or anything like that. But um, I, I had a lot of fun with it, and I would, I would recommend checking it out for sure. Sam, did you have any other ones? Did we skip you? Ah! No? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I watched season one of You. I had never seen it, and everyone's been reading about it. And uh, I haven't watched season two yet, so if you guys have watched it, don't say anything. But, man, I really loved it. Um, it, it reminded me of Dexter, um, but not – like, Dexter, like, went off the rails too often for me, and this one kind of stayed pretty even throughout the first season. Um, the guy who plays Joe is really good as, like, a he's, – he's, like, really charming and really creepy at the same time, so that's excellent. He's and the awesome. chick that played Beck, she did her job as a, you know, let's be honest here, a hoe, pretty well. And Paco, the... Oh, Todd. She was a hoe for show. Are you kidding me? Why was she a hoe for show? I need to know. <laughs> uh, how many dudes did she bang in like like, like a three-day span? Only two, right? Well, that's a little too too many for me. Whatever. Okay, but if it was Joe's character, would you say he's a hoe? I didn't think so. Well, how many girls did he bang during that time? Zero, because he was an eight-second man that one time. But you know, you know who really like was a surprisingly really great actor was the kid Paco. 
Yeah. Like, when he, like, the way he looked at Joe, like, it made you kind of, like, really sad for the kid because he saw him as, like, a father figure. And Joe's actually a really good guy to him, you know? Yeah. Um, while I think, obviously, Joe is wrong, he's not as wrong as, like, people maybe are giving him credit for. I don't know. He's not Does as evil as I think. Do like, think the people he kills, they deserve it? Is that what you mean? Um, it... it in his warped mind, the the reasons why he's doing it for that chick, yeah, they're not they're not like terribly wrong. Do, do they deserve to die? No, absolutely not. But like, if you kind of think of it from his point of view, he he's got a good point. Like, you don't go around killing people, obviously. But like in his like obsession for her, it makes sense, you know. But um, he should have stayed with the black girl because she was like better for him anyway. But, um, yeah, I really like season one. I can't wait to watch season two. Okay, well, after you watch season two, we're going to have to talk about it. <laughs> have you seen it, Steve? No, I haven't. Oh, man. Well, no, but I wrote it down, so I'll right, be one watch. to watch. Maybe we should do season two as an episode. Once... When's it coming out? It's Saturday on Netflix. Season two? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll check out. Is it, how many episodes is it? Like eight, ten? Ten. Okay, that's ten, pretty ten for season one. Okay, good. It's like those 16 or 24 episode things. Just Yeah, that's too much. It's, yeah, it's a big time but suck. But isn't Becca Babe, though? Dude, she's one of the most prettiest girls I've ever seen. Isn't she? <laughs> she's, like, beautiful. She's glowy. She's juicy. I'm like, dang, <laughs> Beck, give me your number. She a hoe, though, man. <laughs> she ain't she's, no hoe. She's a hoe. She, okay, let's go through the list. Bartender. Check. Random dude oh, on yeah, Tinder. Check. Bartender. <laughs> Another dude on Tinder, check. Benji, check. That's four already. She's just playing field. And then the. You see, nothing wrong with that. The Muslim guy, she's about to smash. Hey, if I look like Beck, I'd be going all around town too. You gotta enjoy it while you can. Girls just have to breathe, and they can get laid, man. So easy for them. Mm -hmm. All right, who's next? Hashtag, right. uh, wasn't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last one this week, uh, so when I was in South Carolina, I got to enjoy uh, the American Netflix, which is way better than the Canadian one, so there's a lot of movies. You that are I to... so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of movies that I wanted to kind of watch while I was there. Uh, this one I had seen, but I think I fell asleep, not because it was bad, but because I was tired, and then I just never went back to it. And you guys, I think, talked about it in the top ten episode, and that's the ritual. Um, it's like an amazing film, just Oops. fantastic yeah. film. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Blair Witch meets The Witch meets a little bit of Midsommar. Uh, and that creature in that film is just so cool looking, so unique looking, and I enjoy it thoroughly. It's uh, really, really a great film, and I could not recommend it. Yeah, I think it was Todd's number one, right? It was, yeah. Whatever year that came out. It was, no, it was my number, like, two or three, Mm -hmm. I think. I think my number one was Quiet Place. I think that was the same year, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. You don't have have that movie on the Canadian Netflix? That's weird. No, I don't. There's a lot. It's it's like a big difference. You guys get fucked, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. (laughs) Damn Justin Trudeau, Trudeau, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Trudeau. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's yeah, it's 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 because of a law we have, which is ridiculous. We need to have a certain percentage of 
uh, British content or with, so whether Canadian, British, or one of the British colonies, some stupid law that came into year, like years and years ago. So we have a lot of British shows, a lot of Indian stuff from like India. Um, but we can't have a lot of American stuff because of that. So there's Same. just less, less choice essentially. <laughs> so when I go to the U S I always like download a bunch of stuff and try to watch as much as I can. Interesting. What happens if you download when you're in America and then stay off the network in Canada? Would that work? I, so, I, so I actually tried it this time just just to see. Uh, even if I go back on the network, it stays downloaded on my uh, phone. So, nice. Yeah, so that's why I did. Before I left, I kind of downloaded a bunch of films that I wanted to see, and uh, yeah, I'm going, going through them. You're a criminal now. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Don't tell the people at my work. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So, what do we do next? We're going to trivia. Ooh, trivia time! All right, trivia time, folks. All right. So currently, the scores are uh, in last place. We have Sam with four points. In third place, Joe with seven points. And we currently have a tie for first place between Todd and Steve, both with 13 points. Did you try to combine Wait, our names right edit. now? Yeah, he did. He almost Stomp. got <laughs> I have an edit. I'll be leaving the podcast because I suck. Who <laughs> pull at Trivia? I'm calling a comeback. Well, well, why don't you start us off? Why don't you give your trivia first? Or your first question? Well, let me pull that up, Joe. I wasn't expecting to be on the spot like this. Alrighty, who originally was going to be part of oh the dark? <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. Who originally was going to be part of the dark universe until changes were made to focus on individual storytelling? Who was that? Steve. Steve. Steve gets a point. I think he just talked about this like 20 minutes yeah. ago. Well, He's cheating. You weren't listening. <laughs> okay, I'll go next. A lot of mine actually have to do with um, female horror because I thought we were doing trivia last week. So right. I kept... okay. Uh, okay, name all the female ghost face killers in the Scream franchise. Emma Watson. Nope. What? She's Emma Watson. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I know, Wait, Emma Roberts. Emma uh, Roberts. Shit. Joe? We'll give it to you. No, it's fine. Lori Metcalf. Yep. Um. Well, Is Lori Metcalf the screen too? Give their character names. Oh, uh, Billy's mom. Yep. And then Nev's niece. Yeah, all right. I'll give it to you both. Yeah. I'll give you two points there. Yeah? Those are the only two. Uh, Mrs. Loomis, Loomis, of course, played by Lori Metcalf in Scream 2. And Jill Roberts, played by Emma Jill. Roberts in Scream 4. Thanks, guys. Thanks for giving me that one. Good job. <laughs> all right, here's the softball. What is the name of the main protagonist in the Resident Evil series? Alice. Got it. She's great. She's good. She is. Why didn't 
why didn't anyone pick her as a final girl? She's not really a final. Uh, is she a final girl? I don't know. I'd say yeah. so. I guess so. In a way, yeah. In yeah. a way, I mean, like a scientist, robotic mm-hmm. kind of way. Sure. Well, we all failed. I love that. <laughs> I was, Resident Evil was so good when I first saw it. Like I was obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Todd, you would have liked one of my. You would have liked one of my horror villains last week. I had the Queen Alien. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Which was played by a man, so congratulations, Joe. <laughs> Get him, Steve. Yeah. All right, so it's all softballs for me this week because I felt bad about my tricky questions on the uh, the Nightmare episode. So the first one is, what's the name of the podcast in Tusk? Uh, oh, uh, oh, it's uh, the Nazi Party. That's correct. I just want to say, every time I finally stop thinking of how haunting Tusk is, <laughs> someone or something brings it back into my life to where I have nightmares for the next week. Well, spoiler, I, it's on my watch next week, so. Oh. Oh. I watched it in the U.S. too, so. I can't wait to hear what you thought, Steve. <laughs> I, I honestly find that movie disturbing. <laughs> it yep. is disturbing, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> I like it too, huh? You're up. Alrighty, let's see. Okay. What movie did Elizabeth Moss act in where a brother-sister duo possessing psychic powers are pursued by a millionaire who intends to use them for his gain? Oh my god, what? Oh, this is this a horror movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Um... I only know her from The Handsmaid's Tale, so... That's oh, that's show. Elizabeth Moss? Yeah, that's next true question. Oh, from uh, the movie we just watched, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, let me think of movies I've seen her in then. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Come on, Joe. Escape to Witch Mountain. No, old Disney. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, all right, my next question is, I can find it here. Uh, okay, can you, I need uh, the female director whose directorial debut was Dead Hooker in a Trunk. Uh, you just, just talked about that too, like last, I think you talked about it last week. Read the question again. What female director was uh, we did directorial debut that. was Dead Hooker in the Trunk? The one that Steve pronounced. Coralie blah blah. No. <laughs> Let me look at my list from my answers to you guys. Maybe it'll pop up. Huh. It wasn't no, it wasn't the Suska sister. It was. Oh, nice. <laughs> was it? Steve, yeah. It was the Soska sisters, uh, Jen and Sylvia Soska. Still haven't seen a single movie by them. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I have either, Todd. What? You've seen American and Mary. Oh, yeah. I did like that one. I heard that one's the best. I would like. Um, I mean, they've only done a few other ones. They've only done a few Well, total. you guys rave about them, so give me a good one. Uh, American and Mary. That's American really Mary. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that one, yeah. America, yeah. I didn't like Rabbit. I watched Rabbit, and I wasn't a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. All right, 
Oh wait, didn't they do the Kane movie? The one with Kane, the wrestler? Oh, yes, no Evil 2 was their second one. Oh, they did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I actually like that one. I didn't know they did that. Mm-hmm. They directed it? Yeah. Just the sequel, though. Just the sequel, apparently. How come... Did you have them as your one of your directors for Kane? Yeah, they were my number five. I think they were yeah. Steve's number five, too. Yeah, I, I only gave them props because they were Canadian, so... <laughs> All right. All right. Name the full moon film featuring a head. <laughs> Is that it? A head. That's it. <laughs> um, this head. I know what movie you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Night of the Living Head. Head out. Head of the class. Nightmare on Head Street. <laughs> that sounds like the porn right. version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone passing on this one? Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Really? Head of the family. Yes. I thought Joe had it. I said head of the class. I knew it was something like that. but. Is it good? Eh, for a giant head movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here comes another softball. What's the name of the doctor in the latest Halloween movie? Uh, sh- Oh, Dr. Oh, I can't remember because I tuned him out of my head. Dr. Thomas. Dr. S. Close. Short for Dr. Dr. Shizuz. Brought to Nick. I don't remember. Dr. S, man. I'm sure some of his patients call him that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys give up? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were close. It's Dr. Sartain. Damn. Um, Dr. S is. We'll allow that one. <laughs> no, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> My turn? Yes. All right. Got another Elizabeth Moss question. Okay. Tell me what religion slash church she Scientology. Belongs. How'd you know She's that? A Scientologist? I know. I can't uh, believe I didn't that. Know that. I was like, oh. Wow. I saw a horror review saying, like, she's the only Scientologist I like, so. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Did not know that. Me neither. All right. My next one is Who wrote The Invisible Man? The original Lee story. Winnell. Oh. No, the original story. Oh. Very famous sci fi writer. Very famous sci fi. Uh, oh, I know what it is. H.G. Wells. Yes. Yeah. Todd Yes. Yeah. Todd. <laughs> I tied it back up, Steve. <laughs> Damn it, Todd. <laughs> I guess I have a better third question. <laughs> Whose turn is it mine? Yep. Okay. This one's fucking easy if you don't get this. Come on, Sam. Dig deep for this, okay? Todd, don't put this kind <laughs> of pressure on me. All right. As soon as I say the movie, you guys are going to fucking shout it out. What horror film is featured in Ready Player One? Is it Sammy got it. <laughs> What'd you say, uh, Steve? Uh, yeah, Night Living Dead. It was a. Wait, you <laughs> seen it? I thought we haven't seen it. You saw? You just did you see it? I haven't watched it yet. You said you watched it. You watched Ready it. Player one? No. You, you said you. Watched oh, you it. said you said Ready Player One. That's not what I. I, heard. I no, thought Ready I've or Not. Ready I've seen. Well, I saw the. I saw the. Uh, the scene where Chucky like comes flying out. Oh, you gotta watch that. oh my god, you gotta watch that film, man. No, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen The Shining? 
bit in there? Dude, you're going to no, love it. I haven't. I, I will. I'm going to watch it. Means You will have to watch it. That's I'm one of my favorite, favorite non-horror movies right there. It's awesome. It's awesome. Look, look, it's amazing too. Well, I'll I'll have that for my next week's uh, what watched. Me and Sam will watch it. Oh yeah, Joe, you'll you'll especially like it. I want to watch you guys. I told Joe about it. I want to watch the Society. The Society. Is it called Society or the? Oh, Society. Society. Yeah. Yeah. With the headbutt guy. Yeah, because yeah. we were watching that documentary, uh, In Search of Darkness, and they did a thing on society. I was like, ooh, I need to watch that. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I've seen all of it. I, I've, I've seen, like, the creatures and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I actually sat down and actually watched the whole damn thing. Seems kind of disturbing, <laughs> but true. That's David, is that David Lynch? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Someone, oh. like, that does movies that are fucking weird. Let me look it up. I feel like it sounds like that's right, but... I'm not confident. Confident in that shining answer, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, society, 1989. Uh, oh, Brian Usna. He's the fucking reanimator guy, isn't he? Yeah, reanimator. Beyond reanimator is a good one. All right, Steve. All right. Yeah. So my last question, which now I'm kicking myself for getting such an easy one. In Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. What does her novelty license plate say? Ah! Big boobs. <laughs> no. No. Mistress of the Dark. Mistress. Um, I don't know. Elvira. <laughs> boobs. No. You guys give up? Yeah. yeah. Kick ass. Oh. Yeah. I guess. I thought that was good. Okay. All right. right. I think that is it complete. for trivia this week. Um, actually, I'll give one more since um, it was I had one more uh, women in horror question. And since Women in Horror Month is now over, I'll, uh, I'll give this one as a bonus for you guys. I need the character name and actress that portrayed the first final girl in the Friday the 13th franchise. Um, God, there's a fucking poster on my wall. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna walk over. Uh, Ad- A- Adrian King. Yes. Yeah. And her name is Alice. Correct. Damn it. Good job. Thank you. Todd better have gotten that one. Give Todd the bonus point for that. And she's to- really sweet. She's really nice. If you ever is get she- a chance to meet her, yeah. Yeah, she's gonna be at the con we're gonna be at next week. Um. She sells wine too. Gonna- yeah, uh, she's going to be there, and Amy Steele, the final girl from oh. part two. And they're doing a in-costume photo op. With oh, I would love to meet Amy Steele. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, know who else is going to be there? Todd is, um, oh, God, I forget his name. I think it's, like, John Fury. He was in, he was, like, the guy who tells the campfire tale at the beginning of Friday the 13th part one. Part two? Or part two, I'm sorry. Yeah, part two. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. The, the skinny guy? Yes. Yeah, I met him. Oh, like, my, I actually met him at my first con in like '05 or whatever. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Kane and CJ are gonna be there too. I mean, it's perfect because the con is on Friday the 13th, the first day. So that's pretty cool. They got a lot of Friday the 13th guests. Yeah, and they're doing a tribute to Steve Dash. Um. So, R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so after uh, tonight, folks, uh, currently in last place is Sam, but she got a couple points tonight to bring her total up to six points. Woo! 
Uh, Joe in third place with nine points. Steve is in second place with 15 points. And Todd, with that bonus point tonight, takes mm. the lead mm. with 16 points. Mm. This is a tight <laughs> tight race. It is. It's anyone's yeah, game. It <laughs> so a long time to go. So I think, like, towards the end of the year last year, Steve made it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that, maybe you just found this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I need to, like, really boost me up? I need some good coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, you guys ready for some horror news? Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is uh, one I know that um, a lot of you Romero fans will be excited for, as Sci-Fi has ordered a Day of the Dead TV series. Um, It is going to be a 10-episode series currently, um, and the Day of the Dead TV show um, will be uh, the intense story of six strangers trying to survive the first 24 hours of an undead invasion. Um, Day of the Dead is expected to air on Sci-Fi in 2021. Um, I don't know if you read this. Did, was there more to your story? or? That's all I got. Okay. So the Romero estate came out and said it has nothing to do with George Romero's Day of the Dead, and they do oh. not endorse this movie. Wow. Oh, damn. Dang. It, it's only this. It's only the same name. Is that even a word? Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Well, fuck them. <laughs> That's <Joe>. <laughs> 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 All righty. Well, uh, all right. Next bit of news here is um, our good friend Adam Robitaille, of course, is doing Escape Room 2. And we do. Just um, found out that the movie will, uh, their official release date is going to be December 30th. So basically like the last movie of the year. Um, Escape Room, of course, was a huge, the first one was a huge um, success as it pulled in over $118 million worldwide on a $9 million budget. Um, So big props to Adam. And I'm hoping we'll get him on the show to do uh, Escape Room 2. I, I know we all liked it. I think Steve was the only um, one that wasn't a fan. Correct. Well, fuck him. <laughs> I mean, come on. This building could not have had a full lake <laughs> and the bottomless pit. Like, no way this one building had all that stuff. Now, it was, it was an entertaining movie, but it was too unrealistic for me. That's what bothered me about it. Okay. All right, well, um, in, you know, basically a good segue, uh, considering we're doing Visible Man tonight, uh, Blumhouse and Lee Winnell have signed a two-year overall deal for film and television projects. So congratulations to Lee. Um, the dude knows his horror, and I, I, he, I think he's a perfect um, person to do this, you know, Universal Dark Universe, which I'm assuming that's why they signed him for it. So we shall see. 
All right, fans of Marianne on Netflix. Did anyone watch it? What's it called? Marianne. We watched the first couple episodes, I think, or the first episode. Why does that sound familiar? All right. Um, we watched, it was like, um, remember, it was like a foreign one, foreign language. Yeah. And it was like dubbed over. Yeah. All right. Well, for those of you who are fans of it, I'm very sorry because Netflix announced that Marianne will not be returning um, for a second season. The show um, is officially canceled as far as Netflix goes. Um, but, we, you know, maybe another station will pick it up. I know it got um, – it was really well-received. Um, and the couple episodes I did watch were actually pretty good. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got on that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, fans of American Horror Story, all nine seasons of American Horror Story are currently streaming on Hulu um, now. So if you are a member of uh, Hulu, you can go and uh, watch some uh, American Horror Story. Uh, also in news, uh, Underwater will be getting a, uh, a Blu-ray and digital release on April 14th, 2020 which will also include an alternate ending. So uh, I'm excited to see what the alternate ending is for that one. I'm pumped, I'm pumped for that. Uh, Underwater, the one we reviewed with Kristen Stewart. Oh, mm-hmm. what do we think it would be? Maybe she survives? And then has a baby with the Cthulhu. Oh. <laughs> well, you'll be able to find out, folks. April 14th, uh, 2020 will be the official uh, home release for that movie. Uh, also, Creepshow is also coming to Blu-ray. Uh, the first season of Creepshow will get a uh, the season one release uh, on Blu-ray May 19th, 2020, with a bunch of special features, uh, behind-the-scenes footage, uh, Easter egg featurette, uh, episode and comic book art galleries, a whole bunch of good stuff there. Um, so you can go and pick it up then. And season two of Creepshow is on its way. We'll be coming back to Shudder um, later this year. So very exciting for that. And um, oh, and last bit of piece of news I have for tonight is uh, Hocus Pocus 2 is officially a go. Um, it will be uh, a Disney Plus on Disney Plus's streaming service. They um, officially announced the director today, which will be Adam Shankman, known for Hairspray. Um, uh, currently, um, sources say that ideally, the trio of actors will reprise their roles um, rather than having to completely reboot the film, but no one has officially signed on yet. Um, and that is it for horror news this week. I just want to add one quick little thing. Uh, as a PSA for our, uh, our listeners, if you, I watch a lot of VOD myself because we don't get a lot of movies here. Uh, if you have an Xbox, uh, they're having a sale March in, March into horror. Uh, so until March 16th, it's 50% off all of the horror films, uh, either for rent or to buy. So uh, go check it out. They got a really big list of films, and some of them are actually really cheap. I've seen some for 99 cents and stuff. So. Uh, very good sale, and I urge you to check it out if you like VOD. Nice. Cool. Unrelated news. I just can't spend $27 on a shirt, Joe. I agree. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. 
Cavity colors for all you people out there. Some really cool new shirts, Starship Troopers, uh, Terminator, Halloween. But the 27 bucks, and that's a lot. It is a lot. For one shirt, yeah. Yeah, I just got the Everyday's Halloween sweatpants, and they were kind of expensive for sweatpants. 40 aren't they $40? Sure. Yeah, sweatpants. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? I'm making my own sweatpants. <laughs> But, uh, hey, if Cavity Colors ever wants to sponsor us, you know, we'd be all for it. <laughs> they got uh, the crew neck shirt, though. You said the crew neck sweater you want to get, right? From the... Yeah. 40 bucks for a sweater, I I think, is a little more. Is that what they wanted, was yeah. 40 bucks? 40 bucks for a sweater I can do. It's you not wear a sweater, that though. Sure. Sweatshirt. If it was a, I feel like sweaters are more expensive than sweatshirts. Okay. That's just me. All right. So you're going to pass on the Starship Trooper shirts, Todd, is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Pretty I'll awesome. wait until they do a sale. Yeah. I do have a Starship Trooper shirt from, like, one of those random, like, Instagram things. Oh, where, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, like, 18 um, bucks, which is doable. Yeah. Did you see the Leprechaun shirts they did? They're pretty cool, too. No, yeah. I didn't check those out. Yeah, they, they just released, like, a uh, Leprechaun line, too. What's that shirt company that's pretty popular? For horror, uh, fright rags. Fright rags. They do a sale every year. That's pretty good. So I wait for that usually. Yeah. But, It'll be at Monster Mania, so I might. I'm hoping they have their Blair Witch Collection shirts there. Because if they do, I'm definitely gonna pick one up. Cool. And I go for my Blair Witch Project Tattoo tomorrow. You gonna get like the snot that comes out of her nose? Yes. Pretty cool. <laughs> Do you know Heather now? She's like a weed farmer now. She like has like she's like she's really big like weed like weed person. Like is she like successful with it or is she? I don't know. She wrote like a book about it. Yeah, she she was a weed person before weed was like, you know, like Legal. in the conversation. Yeah, like I remember hearing that from like 2005. So oh. she's been in the game a long time. Yeah. <laughs> in the weed game. In the weed game. Yeah. <laughs> Does she like sell though professionally or? I don't know, honestly. I kind of need to know. I just know she wrote a book because someone sent me like a picture of her, and the book is like naked with like a bunch of marijuana leaves, like. Oh. (laughs) Are we ready for this movie? Let's do it. Adrian. He was a sociopath. He said that I could never leave him. He controlled how I looked and what I wore. Then it was controlling when I left the house, and eventually, what I thought. I'm sorry, I can't take you with me. I'm not gonna leave you with that thing on. Him. Adrian's dead. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? He said that wherever I went, he would find me. Walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Adrian is dead. He's not dead. He has figured out a way to be invisible.
He's sitting in that chair. Directed and written by Lee Winnell of, uh, you'll know his acting from the Saw movie. And he did Death Sentence. He wrote that film. And he did, what did he do? The freaking... Upgrade. Upgrade, which was amazing. Even though Steve didn't like it. Steve sucks. Um, <laughs> he did one of the freaking, um, oh, Insidious Part 3, which is my favorite of the series. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I love that one. Um, so Lee Winnell directed. And it, straight from IMDb here is, when Cecilia's abus- abusive ex takes her own life, his own life, and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. I can't speak to that. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, uh, she works to prove that she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. Um, so that's not really that truthful as a, a plot. So basically, uh, we open up the film. Where this woman, we don't know who she is yet. Obviously, she's the main character. She likes sneaking around her own house, making sure her husband doesn't wake up. She drugged his ass. And she's like, you know, um, has a go bag. And she sneaks out. And she runs into the forest. And her sister picks her up. This guy comes out of nowhere. He's like, get the fuck out of here. You're mine. And shit like that. So he's like an abusive, controlling uh, turd. Um, eventually, she leaves him. And she's like... You know, one of the, you know, like a battered woman where she's like afraid to look outside. She doesn't want to go outside to get the mail. She's living with her friend. And eventually her sister comes over and says, hey, there's nothing to worry about. Um, he's dead. He killed himself. A uh, couple of scenes later, she goes to the lawyer who happens to be the guy's brother. And he's like, hey, he left you this money. Um, all you got to do is make sure like you don't like community crimes or, you know, go to jail or anything like that or become incompetent, stuff like that. And you're good to go. I think it's like 20 million or 40 million, something good. I think, and that might have been a little too much. But um, anyway, she gets a lot of money, and then, you know, shit out of the ordinary starts happening where, you know, um, she might, like, the, the flame on the stove starts going a little bit too high. She starts hearing creaking um, and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a haunt movie uh, for the majority of the film, and you're kind of wondering, is it true? Is it not? Is she crazy? Is he really an invisible man? And then I'll leave it at that. I want to go with Sam first on this one. This is a very, like, powerful woman movie. It really is. Well, I'm, like, about to fall asleep because Joe's rubbing my feet and then Todd's <laughs> synopsis was really relaxing to listen to. <laughs> um, okay, so feet. I remember... Do what? Stank-ass feet. Stank-ass <laughs> stinky. Um, so I remember seeing the trailer for this, and I was excited the spin that they were going to take on it. And because I'm always like up for a lady seeking revenge 
being strong, getting out of a bad relationship, thinking for herself, figuring out what she wants in life. Um, and Elizabeth Moss, I really love her. She did such a great job in this. I felt so like fearful for her, like as she was escaping, like just my anxiety was running high as she's like trying to plan every little move throughout the house. And then my heart melted when her poor little dog was like, don't leave me. <laughs> um, what else do I need to say? I mean, I really liked it. Uh, I really loved her friend. I forget his name, the cop. He was a really good actor. The daughter was a really good actress. Um, sometimes the sister threw me off a little bit. I liked all of the kills. The one that I really liked the most was, well, it was really shocking, was with her sister at the restaurant. I wasn't expecting that. And just anytime you think that it can't get any worse, it does to where he turns everyone against her and just makes her look really crazy and isolates her still. And it's just crazy how he still has that power, even though he's supposed to be dead. Um, I just really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I don't know what else I can add to it. Hello? <laughs> Sorry, I was rubbing my own feet and you talking Odd? relaxed me and <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll go <laughs> <laughs> like hello yeah um i yeah i uh so when i saw the trailer for this i was kind of like meh like based on the trailer i was like oh you know it looks okay I'll, I'll definitely give it a watch but it was nothing i was excited for joe didn't like the turn that they were gonna take what do you mean? You were like, oh, why are they doing it to where she's, like, abused? Well, Joe doesn't yeah. like women, though. We got to remember that. <laughs> That's the truth. Um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, I saw all of the positive stuff coming out about it before we went and saw it. And I was like, oh, all right. Maybe this, uh, you know, Lee Whannell is right at the ship and on this uh, universal monster thing we've been trying to reboot for the past, you know, 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, we went in and I really liked this movie. I liked it quite a lot, actually. Um, Elizabeth Moss, this is definitely her movie. She gives a, a great performance in this movie. Um, the cop as well there, mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. I, I don't know his name. I know he's been, he, I, I recognized him from an episode of Black Mirror, um, but, and I know he's done like some other things too. The guy is jacked. He was also on Supernatural. Supernatural. Okay. He's jacked. Dude's jacked. Um, but yeah, he, he's good as well. Um, every, I think everybody's like pretty good in this movie. Um, mm -hmm. good performances all around. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a really not great, good take, solid take on the Invisible Man. Um, I gotta admit though, it, uh, Invisible Man, I don't know a ton about. I've never seen the original movie. Um, so I'm just kind of basing this off of, like, this movie alone. I'm not basing it on, of, like, you know, the Invisible Man has never been, like, my favorite character or anything like that. So I don't know a ton about him. But, um, I yeah, I really dug this movie. Before Steve goes, I need to correct myself. Lee Winnell wrote all the Insidious movies, and he didn't write Death Sentence for anyone that was wondering. That was no. James Wan that directed it. All right. Um, yeah. And for me, I, I, I really liked this film. Uh, it was like very tense as a film. 
there was a lot of twists that I didn't see coming, and I always liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a really cool interpretation of the Invisible Man story. Uh, like you guys, I really like the cop, uh, played by Aldous Hodge. Uh, and it blew my mind when I looked at his IMDb because he played one of the two kids that tells uh, Sam Jackson in uh, Die Hard 3 that uh, there's a white man in the neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, he, he's also one of Michonne's two pets, which, which is like blew my mind. But anyway, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I really liked his performance. I really liked Elizabeth Moss in this movie. Uh, I was a little disappointed that the Invisible Man was a suit and not like a device yeah. that made him invisible because you see the device when she's escaping at the beginning and I thought it was a device that made him invisible. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, that's just like a, a nitpick really. Uh, now my downside to it and what will ultimately bring down the score a little bit is as much as I enjoyed the movie and it's currently my number one film in 2020, I don't see myself wanting to watch this again. Like, it's too dreadful. There's not a lot of humor in it. There's not a lot of, like, levity in it. You're always you're always down. And for that reason, I just don't see myself wanting to watch this again. And I think that kind of hurts the movie a little bit. But still, overall, my favorite movie of 2020 so far, and it's a solid film. What about the ending? The ending's quite empowering, though. Like, it's, you know, like a, yeah, type ending. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a good ending. And I, I, I'll see, you know we'll talk about with one of the questions uh, the probable eventual sequel I just don't know if I'd want to watch this one again because it's not something I want to live through again kind of it's I don't know it's just a feeling I guess sure Steve that's so funny that you said that because right when we like walked out of the theater I was like I'm ready to see that again (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm I'm with Steve I I don't see myself watching it again just because you know what's going to happen so and there's nothing else like really redeeming for me to watch again. Um, I thought it was a little bit too long. It comes in at two hours and four minutes. They should have, I mean, I thought he could have yeah. definitely tweaked that because it's like, okay, this is ending. I know we're going to go for more. And it's just a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, and, you know, well, let me say that I really like the movie too, but I kind of have some, I, I don't know why Lee was so soft on the scene where he's beating up all the cops. Cause like based yeah, on yeah. upgrade, I thought he would have gone fucking crazy, but he just was pretty tame with it. It was, yeah. And that that was kind of surprising. I haven't seen Upgrade, so I don't. I Upgrade's didn't. insane. So but like, violence. yeah, like when he like he could have went way more like violent, like on killing those cops, you know. But like, I mean, what was what would be the point in him being violent when he was really just trying to get to um, his girl, his wife, or whatever? Like, there's no point in him ripping them apart. Well, because he's crazy though. Yeah, well, yeah but just but they're in the way. So as long as he can get them out of the way, that's all he cares about. Well, he did execute some of the cops, so like you know he wants to kill. And plus, I guess in a way, it's if he gets away, they're gonna blame it on her anyway. If they're all dead, you know what I mean? Right. But I just thought that was an opportunity to like just go a little, go a little ape shit with everything, and it was just whatever. Um, I didn't like the suit either. I thought it would be cool, like more like a experiment gone wrong or something like the classic. Yeah. And um, I guess we should have saw. I. I don't know. Did you guys pick up on the brother being in on it like a little bit? I, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I didn't, didn't either. Mean, like I, I, I did. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah because I, I just. Yeah. Did you think he was gonna be in the suit? Like I never thought he was gonna be like involved mm-hmm. that way. I knew I mean, at the end. I, 
thought about it, but it wasn't like shocking when he was in the suit. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew when she was gonna take his head off or his mask off. Now it's a fucking brother. Yeah. This motherfucker's gonna pretend to not, and then it was exactly what happened. I thought it was like a little bit too formalized, you know, or standard. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that, I I would have liked a better a different actor too for her husband. Um. I don't know. He just didn't really like. I didn't grasp him as to be like a psychopath kind of thing. He just looked like a normal dude to me, and I felt they could have gone a little bit creepier with who they picked for him. Mm. Um, I thought he looked kind of creepy. Did he? Like, he's handsome to where he's, like, dreamy, but psycho, you know? All right. But, um, yeah, the fucking cop, man, his triceps were fucking on point. <laughs> and uh, when he when he pimp slaps the girl, little girl, that was out of nowhere. That was that was a good scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, let's get down to the the throat slash scene was without a doubt the best scene in the movie, right? Yeah, and he slanted like, yeah, hand. Yeah. That, that so came cool. out of like nowhere. It was so good. It was like shocking, yeah. and you're like, oh man, this guy ain't fucking around. Like everyone in the theater was like, <laughs> oh my god, or they yeah. gasped really yeah. loud. You know, I didn't find it scary at all, but I did. The no. only scene I thought was scary when she dumped the paint on him when he was climbing up the ladder. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. But other, other than that, times, but it was just like a jump scare. I wasn't like. Yeah, so I think Steve might cover people calling it the most terrifying movie ever. Um, so if you are, I won't mention that it's. I don't know where they got that from, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more of a strict like thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. The Moss, Moss uh, is great though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did so good. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else was I gonna say about this? Um, I keep seeing people saying it's like a Hollow Man ripoff, but do people not realize that Hollow Man is an Invisible Man ripoff? Like, <laughs> I keep seeing people saying that. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck are you people talking about? Funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys want to get into some questions before we give some sure. final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, so this one comes from Cody. He says, the original Invisible Man is my favorite original Universal Monster movie. So I was worried going into this movie. That being said, they knocked it out of the park and it's currently at the top of my list this year. So my question is, if the sequel is to happen, do you guys want to see the Invisible Woman stay the hero or become corrupted and become the villain? Mm. Corrupted all the way. I don't know. Like, obviously, it probably will get a sequel because it's doing so well. But, like, I think you just need to, like, do something totally different. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, because where do you go from here the, with the way it ends and everything? I mean, like, if she ends up being corrupted, that's I guess, where... yeah. But, like, other than that, I just don't know where you go from, from like, here. It, it ended kind of, it kind of, like, wrapped everything up. So, like, I just don't know what you would do. So, like, I would just do something totally different. She got the suit. I guess. So, what so, you think she's gonna? You think so? You think she'll go bad, like turn bad, and become like the? I mean, maybe the cop, know. cop like asks her to help with cases or something, and she ends up like killing people and likes it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be, I'd definitely exactly what I, was I guess what they do, but yeah. yeah. I'd be down yeah, for that. Exactly but then, like, I don't know, because then it kind of, I think doing that would kind of ruin the first movie, because then like. Because, like, then you wouldn't feel, like, then she, the same, it, Yeah, you know? and then it kind of makes her into, like, well, this is probably, like, defeating what I originally liked about it. But then it turns her into, like, a comic superhero. Like, yeah. oh, I got this cool suit and I'm helping the cops. Like, no. Right. 
And t- actually, Sam, that's a good point because you brought up like Sam asked me if I got superhero vibes like off of this movie because he had the suit that made him invisible, and I was like, yeah, I could see that. Like that, and that's kind of to your point, guys, saying you really didn't like the suit. Like, I don't know if the, is that why you didn't like it. Like, it was more like kind of superheroish rather than a supernatural type take or something. I didn't. I didn't get the hero vibe. I just. I just like the idea of it being a experiment thing. Yeah. Right. It just seemed like too high tech, you know, like yeah. just too, too too unbelievable, kind of. I don't know. It's just. I feel uh, like yeah, like too high tech, where I kept thinking of like Spider Man or something. Um, and like Joe, I don't know anything about the original. Um, I was gonna fucking say Iron Man <laughs> about Invisible Man, and so the original did is it a guy that just it does an experiment and then he turns bad is he bad like he's just like a fucking prick okay he is and then he's yeah. like is he a scientist or something i haven't seen it in so long but I, I i think he has like some kind of yeah it's like that basically he's an asshole and he, he turns him worse just like hollow man basically like he's yeah. kind of on the borderline and then he gets his power and he's like fuck this i'm i'm evil yeah. okay if i remember it correctly I can look at it right now, actually. Yeah, a scientist finds a way of becoming invisible, but in doing so, he becomes mercilessly insane. Mm-hmm. I should watch that tonight. Steve, <laughs> does anyone ask about the money situation with her? It's, that's that's my next question, actually. Okay. So let's let's get into it. This one's from your geeky neighbor. He says, "So she escapes the abusing, scary boyfriend at the beginning of the film." She can't stand him and is petrified of him, but she's perfectly okay with taking all the money willed to her. Doesn't that seem just a bit unsettling and not right? Fuck no, no I take money all day. Yeah, exactly. I take it too. Yeah, he's a dick. The guy was a dick. Like, yeah, take his money and yeah. run. Yeah. That's what I told Joe. I was like, no, she should take it. Like, he literally robbed her of everything, her security for self-confidence. Like, fuck you and your money. Yeah. And two, she didn't... It's not like she had any... Um, like ill will intent with it. Like she was trying to pay for her friend's daughter's college. So yeah, she's being cool. Yeah. And I but mean, she literally tried to go get a new job instead of just, well, I think the money came after yeah. the job. Maybe I'd, I'd consider it like a severance pay for all the emotional abuse she and physical abuse she had to deal with. Yep. Yeah. So she's pregnant, right? Yes. Or was that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That making sure yeah that- but I don't know. Like after all that fucking, uh, beaten she took there and well, like maybe her, that's what'll happen she, she, i don't know if she the baby survived the yeah that's true does she baby. get does she have money now because she forfeited it right well she never signed anything mm. yeah so i don't I guess, know how that worked and then yeah. the charges got dropped so but here's one of my questions how did he fake his death and like how did they not know he wasn't really dead well he's rich you yeah. can pay people yeah, but didn't they show that. didn't they show her pictures of like him dead like on the ground? You or can something? pay people when you're rich, Joe. You can do anything. <laughs> you got okay. fucking money, Joe. You can exactly. Yeah. People will take your money to make you look dead. Yeah, but wouldn't they do like an autopsy on the guy and stuff? And you pay, and you pay like, the person. Not who, him. No, but you pay the person who does the autopsy, and they'll just sign <laughs> off. Okay, that's how so, it works. It's well, real he, life. Here's, here's what I think. Here's what I think oh, actually happened in the movie, though. No, <laughs> I, I think. The only people like he didn't fake his death to the world. He he had his brother set it all up. You know what I mean? Okay. So the only people that knew he faked yeah, his death were the sister. It the newspaper because the sister knew about it and shit. Oh, you're right. Oh, 
Well, I'm going with Sam's theory then. Was it in the newspaper? <laughs> yeah, because the sister came she over Googled and she showed it. It, like on the, it was on her phone. It was like yeah, an article, can. a news article. Well, wait, you can pay all those people. <laughs> I'm how telling you, you. You can't pay everyone. Like, Steve, tell Joe that that's a thing. That's how, like, you go undercover. Eventually, someone will be like, oh, no. oh, you're talking like... Do you know yeah, how that's rich like, he is? I, guess. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, he's pretty rich. I but, guess. you know, if you think about his entire end game was to fuck his brother over. Right. Because his, his way to get out of it is like, my brother kidnapped me. So your brother fucks from the beginning. Yeah. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. But why did the brother put on the suit? Like he's a little bitch. Like did he get like manipulate? Like was his yeah. brother like manipulating yeah. him from like the whole time type yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. Can you wake up, Joe? Well, <laughs> did I you watch like, the movie? I did. <laughs> no, I did. But I'm like, well, why would the brother put on the suit? Like, what was his like? Why was he put like? When why did you he have all him? that money, people will do whatever <laughs> they can. Like, yeah, but it's is weird that he's he's okay to kill people. It like a little girl, to me. So. Like, why was he going over to kill the little girl? Like, yeah. what was what was in it for him? Maybe he wasn't gonna kill her. He was probably just told to act like you're going to hurt her. Yeah, but like, why? Like, just, what is he getting out of it? He probably got money from his brother. Yep. Why don't you well, they, they should have explained that though. See, you're assuming that that's you what he's getting, but they didn't that. explain it. Okay, obviously you've never been poor and you don't realize what you would do for money. Would you put on a visible suit, Sam, and start sneaking around? You know what? Actually, thinking about it, the the bed scene was creepy when he took the blanket off and was taking pictures. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty cool scene. Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking she was gonna open her eyes and like we were gonna see something spooky like with the flash. You know, when he said, they said that she was pregnant. Surprise. When they said she was pregnant, I thought like he like raped her while he was invisible. Like, that's what I was gonna <laughs> wonder too. Yeah. If that was a thing. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened. Surprise. She was gonna be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, all right. Uh, his next question. He says, um, also, I guess only address this question if y'all are spoiling the film's ending. Not sure how it could be answered or addressed without film ending spoilers. However, the film's trailers pretty much give away everything but the ending. So what do you guys think? Do you think the trailer showed a little bit too much? I do. I yeah, remember I watching it and I told Joe, I was like, we pretty much just saw the whole movie. And then he said, well, I heard everyone said there's some twist in it. And I'm assuming the twist was just the brother situation, but... Yeah, it did give away a bit much, but uh, honestly, like it's still worth when seeing. I sat down and watched it in the theaters, I kind of like completely forgot what was in the trailer, so it didn't really affect me like that much because uh, like I only watched the trailer once. I guess if you watch the trailer like five times and you saw it right before you went and saw it, like yeah. it might have affected me a little more, but it didn't affect me just watching it the one time. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree with what you guys said. Yeah, see, and the thing, uh, and I'm trying to find it is. Uh, Someone asked Jason Blum that on Twitter, like, why did you show so much in the trailer? And his answer, and I can't find the exact tweet, but basically what he said is the film would have failed had we not shown so much in the trailer. And in fact, his plan was to show more in the trailer. And it's actually Lee Wynell that told him, no, you can't show that because that's like too far. And they decided to play. I have the exact quote here. So the question came, hey, Jason Blum, Please, can you sort out your trailers showing the whole film plot? 
I decided I wouldn't watch the trailer for The Invisible Man until I'd already seen the film. So last night I saw it and just watched the trailer today. It shows literally the whole film. So Jason Blum answered, I wish we didn't have to, but there is almost no other way to tear people away from Netflix and all the great choices they have at home. So you have my sincerest apologies, and maybe in the future your idea to watch our trailers after you've seen our movie is a good one. There's one big key scene not included in the trailer, and that is thanks to Lee Wynow. I wanted it in, so this, and so did the studio, but we kept it out because Lee uh, asked it. So all the trailer haters can thank Lee for the trailer not giving away even more. <laughs> I bet they're going to show the diner scene. I would have showed that it was a suit, maybe. No, I'm, I'm, well, maybe. I'm guessing that they show this, the sister getting killed. Maybe. That's a pretty big scene. I, I agree with Jason, man. It's like you got to like give people fucking juicy tits that, in the exactly. trailer. Exactly. That's what, that's what people want. Like, oh, I can't stand you horror fans. I don't, I, I don't completely agree. I'm going to go on the other side. I don't think you need to show everything. I don't think you, don't need, think you need to, to show everything. That's what everything. people want. That's why that's they watch three trailers of the same well, well, I mean, Candyman was the same way. I feel like they gave away like the whole plot of Candyman too. Like, but that's how it's always been. But so, like, I don't know. People literally have like careers on YouTube, fucking watching trailers and breaking down every like millisecond. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you you know what you're gonna get if you watch trailers. You're fucking yourself. Exactly. You know? Like, don't yeah, don't look into them too much. That's why I. That's why I don't <laughs> ever like watching them. But going back with like. If I watched the trailer now, I would say, yeah, it's the whole movie because you just saw the movie and so you know the recap of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Watch it I, once when it first airs and then watch the movie in like three months, you'll forget. Yeah, that's how it was for mm-hmm. Invisible Man trailer. Did you guys us. get any good trailers when you went and saw Invisible Man? I don't, I don't remember what I watched. We got Candyman. Oh, okay. yeah, I saw Candyman. It's, it looked whatever, honestly. Can't remember what else we got. Saint Maud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got Antler. Antlers. Antlers. Sure. Yeah. Antlers looks really good. Saint Maud looks interesting, but the trailer didn't pull me in. No, I don't think it's yeah. gonna be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so see, I, I I'm kind of with Joe on this one, where I don't think it's 100% necessary to show a lot of the movie in the trailer. I think they should just literally add a little bit of budget. And film alternate scenes just to put in the trailer and mislead people. They did uh, that. They did that most famously with uh, Paranormal Activity three, I believe it was, and mm-hmm. it worked out really well. They yeah, did that and, with Rogue One too, Star Wars. And yeah, yeah, and Marvel does the same thing. Like they do, they have full ass scenes that aren't at all in the movie. Now I know they can't do like that level of thing probably for a low budget horror film, but they can just tell the actor like just change a line just so we put in the trailer to mislead people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people should do going forward because then there's like an element of surprise. And I always go back to the Pet Cemetery remake when they switch the kill, uh, which we saw in the trailer, which is the stupidest thing ever. Like right. if you're going to show something like that, make it look like they killed the boy and mm-hmm. people go in expecting they're going to kill the boy. And then they, you know, they switch it up and they'd be like, holy shit, that's awesome. As opposed to showing the damn thing and just kind of ruining the movie. Yeah. So that's what I think they should do. Well, and it would cre- create more buzz to where everyone's talking about it, and it would help the movie. Right, exactly. Um, all right, so another question we have from Rise Horror Corner. I think we kind of answered this one, but uh, I'll read anyway. What was your favorite scene in the movie? Spoiler here, but mine is when the sister gets her throat slit 
out of nowhere, no one buddy let out a little girl scream. And it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the most memorable scene yeah. for me anyway, yeah. So let's say outside of that scene, just because we all have kind of the same opinion on this one. What was your second favorite scene in this movie? The cop, the cop beat down scene. Yeah, I'd go with the cop beat downs too. Although, like, they started pissing me off for then. Like, there's like nine cops down, and they're still like. <laughs> uh, uh. I really liked the camera work with that cop scene. Oh, like, you love upgrade that. Like, really, I love yeah. that. I was like, wow, this is like really pleasing. All, all of upgrade's fighting scenes are like that. It's really, really? good. I yeah. loved that. I Upgrade's was like, that's so awesome, yeah. cool. You'll like Upgrade a lot. It's really cool. Um, But I really liked, this is like a cheesy, I liked when she was uh giving the presents to the friend and his daughter, <laughs> and then at the end when she walks out, and like her head, like her chin just slowly rises because she like realizes that she's free, and that she has like a whole new life. Like, I almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> The, the end scene the end scene's really good too when she find she kills him. Surprise. Like, yes. When she puts on the suit and yeah. she slits his throat. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like I don't think too. I don't think anyone really saw that coming. I, didn't, I did. Did you? I didn't yes. see it coming, honestly. I thought she was gonna have the suit on earlier in the movie, yeah. actually. Like I kind of forgot she hid the suit. So like mm-hmm. I just yeah. Here's the thing happened, with that. Here's here's my problem I have with that though. So when she was in the house sneaking around, he was in there with her. So like, how did he not see her snap, like steal the suit and then stash it? Maybe he got in there a little late. Well, he walked right in behind her, like to the closet, and she. I don't. Off. Yeah, I don't remember. No, she hid. Well, she. I don't think he knew she had this suit. Because mm, okay. like she yeah, went in the closet, hid it, and then she went up by the door waiting for him, and then he opened it and then threw her out. I don't think he saw that she had the suit. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Sam. I think he was—he just, just thought she was hiding in there to trap him, not to actually like hide something in there. But I'm surprised he had two suits to begin with. To be honest with you, that—that—that that, that kind of surprised me. Well, that's so. another thing Joe and I were talking about is because. What did we, what were we saying well, with that? Well, like, I thought that that thing, like, when she pressed the button, it just, like, created a new suit. So I felt like what? he could create, like, all unlimited suits. Uh, I didn't, I don't even remember what button you're talking about. Like, like she in hits, that little room? She, she, yeah, and she, like, hits that button, and then, like, the suit, like, she, like comes up. See, I, no, I think was that was, a, go ahead. I just thought it was a button of where it shows this, it reveals the suit, because I was yeah. like, why would he have two suits, but then... Joe brought up that point. I said, oh, I didn't think of that. I just thought it revealed it, but yeah. maybe uh, I, he made I'm, two for him and his brother. I don't know. I'm with Sam on that because she, she was messing around with the camera view of the suit, and then she turned the button on, and then it revealed it. Mm-hmm. So I think he just had he – he's, 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 he's a little prick, and he was planning this shit for a long time. Mm. So much work. Mm. The house, house is very nice asshole. too. The house is really cool. <laughs> house gave kind of me come to daddy vibes, kind of with a nice <laughs> little ocean view there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my one thing that about it is like, like th- this was a really long game for him. Like he he like stock he like sits there for like nights full nights and just doesn't do anything. <laughs> like wh- why so long? Why not just like torture immediately? It's it's like he he. Just does Boyer. nothing for da- for days and days. You know? Yeah, he, he, was he just sits there. Days, he just stands yeah. there. It's weird. I don't know. Like, I you'd think he'd want to just get it over with and 
do something right away. But no, it was, it was then strange. Then we have a 10-minute movie, okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then only one scene in the trailer. Do you think he was beaten off? <laughs> oh, pro- probably. Yeah. If you want to see stuff like that, go watch Hollow Man, where he's like fondling the breasts and like raping women and stuff. Yeah, he's pinching nipples in that one. Yeah, he is. Gosh, Kevin Bacon, man. Yeah, he's a fiend. Some scores? Yeah. Wait, I have one question. So at the end, when she's walking and she's. Is her friend's name Gary? What's the character's name? Is it Gary? Let's just call him triceps. Triceps. So when she's like, he he killed himself, triceps. And then he's like, all right. And then he gives her like that crazy look, like, you crazy. He and then he's like, now. she murdered someone. He like walked towards the house. Like, what do you think he was thinking? Well, he's a cop. So like, he, he knew, like, he's like, you know, you got away with it, but it, you didn't, it's not right what you did. Yeah. 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 He gave her a free pass. Yeah. all right i'll start um yeah it's definitely one uh this i definitely expect to be in my top 10 of the year list uh it was really well done really good um i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten 7.5 i'm an eight as well i think uh a very good movie but i don't think i'd see it again but uh still my favorite so far in 2020 this is tough. I'm going to give it an eight as well. All right. Cool. I think that is that everyone's like top of the year so far then? Well, it's between underwater and this one. Okay. For me, so, yeah. All right. Unless All you right. put Aaron Hernandez in horror. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Well, um, before we let you go next week, we're going to have a vote for you guys. So make sure and follow us on our social medias and you can vote for next week's movie. Um, we're going to be doing a new release. Um, we've narrowed it down to three movies, which are uh, The Girl on the Third Floor, which is currently streaming on Netflix. VFW, the new movie uh, directed by Joe Bagos, who did Bliss. And also, uh, what's the third one? <laughs> color, in, color out of oh, space. Yeah. The Lodge. Uh, the co- <laughs> color out of space, starring uh, Nicolas Cage. So uh, three 2020 releases there. Actually, I think Girl on Third Floor is 2019, but three newer release movies. Um, yeah, just follow us on our social medias. We'll be posting it up uh, sometime within the next few days. Is Color Out of Space on any free platforming site? No. BFW and Color Out of Space is not on any free platforming, but they're, you know, both available VOD, whereas um, Girl on the Third Floor is available for free on Netflix. And I did watch the trailer for that today, and I was like, oh, okay. Which one is the Color Out of Space one? Nick Cage, Lovecraft. You were even watching that one you bum we put it on but we didn't like, I watch watched it. it we didn't watch all of it I did. we watch bits and pieces we have to go back and rewatch the whole no, thing no you have to go back and watch it <laughs> you didn't watch the whole thing yeah i did i came in here to watch it <laughs> did you were just sitting here if i get <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's it i guess
Wait, I need to know one more thing. What was your movie snack while watching oh. The Invisible oh. Man? Popcorn. <laughs> I'm old school. I had a lemonade, a popcorn, oh. and a hot dog. Todd, oh. I knew you were going to say hot dog. <laughs> I usually get nachos, but I didn't this time. It's okay. We got popcorn. I wanted the nachos. We got, like, the extra large bucket And popcorn. Joe ate it, like, in the first two minutes. <laughs> I can't, you know, I, I kind of get sick to the stomach every time I eat too much popcorn. Yeah. The little, like, woozy feeling. And we got uh, Coke. A big diet Coke. Coke. A big Diet Coke. I have a question for you, Sam. I'm scared. Since you're a Kansas native. Yes. Do people in the theater on the East Coast talk a lot? Um, I have noticed that, like, the past few times we've been in, they do talk. But I don't know if it's any more than back in Kansas. Okay. So I have a theory that they talk a lot. <laughs> can't really prove it. Because oh, I saw... I think, I think you're right. Also, I gotta say, we fucking... Our theater experience, we were... The theater next to us was the, like, Dolby... Dolby Digital Theater, and uh, the fucking walls were, like, vibrating during the whole movie because the, whole the movie. fucking speakers were so loud next door. I'm like, I felt like Holy I was in the scene shit. of Twister. Yeah. What movie was, was that? It was annoying. It was The Invisible Man, the same movie, oh, playing really? next door. But it was, like, the, the fucking speakers were, like, twice the fucking uh, volume. It was crazy. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck it? Yeah. So that oh, kind of... Oh, uh, my God, was, what the fuck it? <laughs> I found myself annoyed half the movie by the fucking vibrating walls, but it, uh, I still enjoyed it. <laughs> Joe, jo, that's their way of saying, if you'd worked a little harder, you could have been in that theater. <laughs> <Exactly. Sam. laughs> Very true. <laughs> Instead, we spent this, it was uh, Discount Tuesday. That's so right. $6 on our The only ticket. time Joe takes me to the movie. No, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, Sam, we're definitely not seeing it in IMAX because you have to pay full price. We're going to the discount. <laughs> but this movie definitely, I don't see how it would uh, improve your viewing experience seeing it in IMAX. Like, there's really nothing there. Yeah. For me that would. I, you gotta save like IMAX for like Star Wars or something. Yeah. Right. yeah. Even though those movies fucking suck. Whoa. <laughs> I said it, Mondo. I'm sure you'll tweet at something. I think Godzilla vs. Kong will be a, an IMAX for me. Yeah. I, I did last time, and it was amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, we chose a really good one last year when we saw uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. That was fantastic in IMAX. I saw, I saw Sonic in IMAX. Oh, oh, nice. I loved Sonic, man. That's a really good movie. Nice. Jim Carrey. Oh, he's, he's awesome. I haven't seen him in like this good a role in a long time. Really? Yeah, he's just, like, off the walls. I guess a lot of his shit was improv. Cool. That's amazing. Good for him. Yeah. In 1917, that was a good movie. I watched that. Yeah, 1917 was awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Hey. Bye. Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me. Uh. <laughs>